Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a chip up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we've got to fight. Absolutely nailed it. We're at the final... Uh by rounds for 2015, so we thought we'd have a look and see how the Sydney Swans are travelling uh, now that they're having a, a week off. Uh, no, they've just had their week off. They're just play- had a week off. Just yeah. having their week off. They're playing Richmond this weekend. Uh, so halfway through the season, they're sitting third with a game ahead, so really second at nine and two. Uh, would you say that's above par or par? Um, yeah, I think that's probably par for them. Um, I wouldn't have expected that they would have anticipated who they were behind in the ladder. Yeah. But yeah. I think the spot is about true to form for Sydney. I'll put them as, I mean, they're sitting third, but it's really second. One or two is where you, you yeah. probably expect them to be at this uh, this stage of the year. Yeah. Um, they're travelling along well. They haven't really extended themselves in too many games. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's usually the sign of a very confident premiership contending team. Well-oiled. Yeah, just uh, no hassles, you know. Just And it's what they've done for yep. the last couple of years. Yep. Um, the best win for the year? Um, it's got to be Hawks of the G it's got to be Hawks of the yeah. G um, like we said many times returning to the scene of the crime um, you could say that um, they uh, inaccuracy didn't help the Hawthorne but at the end yeah. of the day you only play against the opposition that's exactly a- right and five goals to none in the first quarter said a lot Yep. and three goals in the last three minutes essentially and uh, Jared McVeigh had a massive um, hand in that and I mean just the importance of playing Hawthorne with the uh, Swans and the whole rivalry you know yeah and, and where they're going to finish I mean, everyone um, tips those two teams to be top four by the end of the year and at yeah. the minute only one of them is yep and um, it was just a good confidence booster for Sydney because you're looking at Hawks Everyone was waiting for the ladder to sort of sort itself out and people to fit in where they are supposed to belong. Or where people expect them to. Yeah, but it turns out it's legit. Absolutely. Um, And there's no drop-off. I mean, they haven't uh, really lost any players from uh, last year. So they would have had a lot of players uh, rocking up in that game that were part of the demolition in the grand final. Yeah. So get a chance to exercise some demons um, out of that one. And I mean, they're 9-2, so with only two losses. And they weren't. They were both close losses. Yeah. Um, so which was their worst loss? It's either the Frio or it's um, Bulldogs. Yeah, I had the Bulldogs because I would have thought that it was a team who, kind of a young team and playing good footy, uh, you you would hope that you can put a, a strategy in, in place to shut that team down and just look to do a classic Sydney grind out of that team, which they didn't do. It was funny. It's um, a, another wet day up in up in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and Sydney you know, haven't lost many games in the last two to three years. 
But yep. they've lost a lot of games in the wet. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I reckon out of the last three years, they've lost maybe 10 games and seven of them have been in the wet. Something yeah. like that. And it's been whenever you're playing Sydney or you're watching the Sydney game and it starts raining, you think, oh, well, this is playing into Sydney's yeah. hands. And it used to be. Yeah. It was that, you know, um, grind it down into a stoppage and, yep. and where we go. But um, you can almost say that Frio, obviously it's not a bad loss or, or it's hard to have a good loss, but yeah. it's almost worse because the Bulldogs getting up, well, I mean, any team can have their day. Yep. And you had a down day while they had an up one. That's what happens. But Frio is somebody that's going to be there at the end of the season yep. and they just ground out a win. But yeah. not many people go over to Perth and play Frio and expect to take come home with the four points. So no. it's almost an expected one. Yeah, and, and I think... Um Hang on, no, scratch that. Scratch that? Yeah. Um, so who have you got the the top three? Top three, I mean, with Sydney, it's tough because they've got a good spread of contributors. It is, it's just a spread. Isn't it? So uh, trying to narrow it down, I've, I've said of Hannery, Parker and Kieran Jack. Just You've got your regulars who've been doing it a lot and I think those ones are the ones that just kind of stood out for me. Look, I've got Hannery and Parker as one and two. I think they're yep. a clear one and two. Parker is their reigning best and fairest, and that might have caught some people by surprise last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he's backed it up, and he's improved on this year. Yeah. Um, Hannery as well. He's averaging over 30 touches uh, a game. He runs hard, and um, geez, he's got some guts. And doing that good um, in and under work for the Swans as well to Always, yeah. set him up out of clearances. And look, the third one, you you could have said Kennedy. You could have said Franklin. You could have said McVeigh. Yep. Um, they've all been good. So it has been that real even um, spread across. Yep. And um, even for... Goods had a bad start, but really turned it on after a bit of controversy. So, Well, he's always know. had the, the controversy has been around. Um, yep. You know, for whatever reason, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but the decision to drop himself was a very interesting one yeah. um, the week after being given the vest. Yep. Um, and look, I don't think it's something that can be glossed over either. It is an ego hit to be handed the vest, yep. no matter who you are, but yep. certainly a, um, a player of his stature. And he said, look, I want to, if form's my problem, let yep. me go play a full game. Yep. Um, there's uh, a certain amount of humility about that. Yeah. Um, and apparently went back and killed it and straight back in. And he's been great um, yeah. since then. Yeah. He's not going to be the, the key forward or a key midfielder he's a pinch hitter yeah. and he's a, a role player you'd say in uh, basketball terms yeah. playing it to a tee yeah and, and the thing is I think with someone like that uh, where they are in their career they're not going to necessarily be a, a key player week in week out but they can have a key five minutes that changes the game absolutely and that's what you do you pop up and kick a quick uh, you know two or three goals here he's yeah. had a couple of games where he's kicked uh, multiple goals yeah and instead a few up too yeah, um, and the body's obviously doing all right because he's played nine out of the eleven games. Yeah, and he just looks good playing. You know, he yeah. just looks agile, um, not not dialed. hampered. Yeah, exactly. He's still. I mean, he's going to have the old man niggles. Yeah, it's just that's part and parcel of being yeah. an old man. And I mean, you adapt your game to sort of accommodate those niggles in the end. Yeah, and you they call it experience. I think <laughs> you manage it during the week yeah. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but look, he, he's. Um, He's demanded his place in the 22. There was times last year where that wasn't the case. Yeah, and a tough 22 to get into as well. Absolutely. Like we said, it was hard picking a top three. Yeah, it's been such a, a, a very even um, spread with nobody, uh, besides the top two, nobody else is really you know, screaming for all Australian selection or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the most improved? Most improved, I had uh, Tommy Mitchell. Tommy Mitchell. I thought he's done pretty well for a third-year player. Yeah, seven games in. I think he's what does our stat sheet say? He's cracked two hundred possessions already. Yeah, seven games. So. I think he's um, the second highest disposal average 
Um, oh, yeah, uh, it's too. Spot on 29 disposals a game. That, that's, that's a lot of ball. It is. Probably seven games as well. Um, I think third year is the year where you really prove what you're capable of um, in earnest. He's a player that um, is clearly too good for the NEFL. Um, yeah. I think he was averaging 40s and 50 touches a game, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but with such a hard midfield to break in, yeah. Um, I uh, I think that he needs more opportunities anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, th- there's no point putting him in and taking him out, putting him in and taking him out. Yep. He's good enough to be there. You've got to put though the hours into him. Yeah, exactly. And put the games into him. It was um, a danger to lose him at the end of last year, but he signed on. Yep. He, and, and he's in there. It's good uh, list management work by whoever had those conversations because a lot of big ins and yeah. your cross-town rivals looking pretty damn good for oh, someone yeah. like that to slip into. And there's certainly a lot of um, Melbourne-based clubs that wouldn't mind him running around in the midfield as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've also, I also put uh, Sam Reid. Yeah. Um, he was a, a guy who's in a little bit of um, trouble with his spot in the side. Yeah. Um, you got the, the Bondi billionaires down forward. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the two key backs have been solid. Yeah. Um, so is he a pinch hitting ruckman, or you know, you've got um, uh, the Canadian Mike Pike. Mike Pike, yeah, is always going to be the number one ruckman. Yeah. Um, is he? Is what Sam Reid do? Well, um, but he, they've moved him onto a wing. Yep. He's very mobile. He's he got a good gas tank now. Yeah. I think he's he's found his spot place, and I think he's just found some consistency in that role as well, where um, you can sort of. Well, I'm guessing you know you're a bit more solid in that in that area where you're going to be consistently playing that role and not change around as much. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to think. He knows what he's going to do week yeah. in, week out. You're going to be the tall, the third man up. Yep, and you can anticipate what you need to do in that game to you know change it. I think it's you know I'm guessing it's be easy to visualize a game and what you're going to do, the impact you're going to have if you know what your role is going to be for the entire match. And uh, something that you can plan on. And look, yeah. he's um he's playing that role to a T. He takes some nice grabs too. Yeah, he, he was really good against Hawthorne. Yep, and Mark Pike's um, not getting any younger either, so... No. Um, and the other most improved I put was uh, Jetta. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Jetta. Yep. I was really impressed um, a, a few games. He's not the fastest player in the AFL anymore, and he certainly yeah. had that claim at one stage. Yep. Um, but he's still... He's not slow. Yeah. But something's... I don't know if it's just I've noticed it, but he has an extra long leg on him now. You're like oh, really? banging, oh, yeah. banging him in from sixty and clearing the line off uh, a couple of steps, Damn. more than once. Um, so it's 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 another string to his bow. So he got excited by a big plugger getting stuck in the <laughs> Hall of Fame or something. It might be he's got Maybe he had a, a word in his ear or something. He's got legend status and yeah. goes, mate, here's how they go. Yeah, just <laughs> say so you do it, son. It'd be good if he uh, tries to unleash the barrel a few times. There we so go. I reckon Lewis Jetty could just about uh, clear halfway. Yeah, bloody oath. <coughs> Okay, um, so next we usually ask how much danger is the coach in. I think it's a bit of a moot point. Yeah, I think so. it's zero danger of falling down the stairs on the way out of the coach's box. I think. Yeah, there's uh, there's no problem with horse. He's uh, very secure. Um, I don't think the Swans have finished outside the top four in his reign, and I don't think no. they will. No, um, for the next foreseeable future. Um, so yeah, there's not really anything there. I mean, their only coaching danger is losing Stewie Jew to a head, jo- yeah. head yep. coach role at somewhere else. Yep. Um, and I, I know they're very keen to hang on to him. Um, yeah. They blocked his move to Melbourne as a head assistant. Yep. Um, but, uh, he, you know, I, I don't see Longmire going anywhere soon. So their only danger is he wants to sit in the big chair right now. Yeah. I mean, I think we found with teams that are doing lots of effort you know, deep in the finals, uh, consistency across their coaching staff and their staff is key. Yeah. 
because especially with uh, certain strategies and game plans, you lose those strategies when you lose a member of your staff because or, they take all that knowledge with them. Or you have to amend it because you're like, well, we can't run yep. we can't run Adam Simpson's plan because Adam yep. Simpson's not our coach anymore and yep. he knows it, so we've got to change it. Exactly. They've held on to their assistant coaches consistently since yeah. he's come along. And I think that goes a long way in the results. Yeah. Uh, so which players are in trouble for their career? Uh, I don't think there's too many. Um, just for the sake of having to choose someone, I chose Mike Pike just because getting a bit old and a bit of competition coming up for his spot. And yeah, How old is he now? I think he's 28 or 29. Yeah, about uh, that. 84. No, 30. 30. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was over 30. Yeah. Um, and certainly for a big man. Look, there's been a few times where um, he's held his own. Yeah. And a few times where he's looked like a liability. Yep. Um, and, you know, when you... He's played over 100 games now, so you can't say, you know, he's new to the game and, yeah, and all that exactly. kind of gear. Like, uh, okay, you, you are Canadian, you came to the game late, but yep. you're 100 games in now, you should know it. Yeah, exactly. And they'll look to how he benefits what their game plan is going to be for, let's say, five years, where yep. they're looking to... They're not going to have a, a rebuilding phase, but they're going to have a transition phase for sure. Transition is, is certainly what they've done. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with uh, Mike Pike is, obviously, with the high-paying forwards they've got, yep. means they lost Mumford. And if they had Mumford in the middle right now, I mean, look they're, they're a clean premiership favourite. Yep. There's just no doubt. Yep, absolutely. Um, but uh, besides that he's injured. Um, I, I put Tippett in there as well. Yeah. Um, Tippett was obviously the first high-paid forward they got. Yeah. And you can't say they got value out of him for the, the dollars they're paying. I think that would be the key to his danger, would be that he's expensive. Yeah. And you, you make clear a lot of cap room if you get rid of someone like Tippett. But who's going to pay Tippett's wages? Like, I think his last... Is his last year this year on his contract, I think? I have no idea. Or next year. It, it's no one idea. or the other. Um, so if they're going to offload him to clear up cap space, which they won't do... No. Um, but if they were, um, you've got to find somebody else that's willing to take up that contract. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be paying him to play against yeah. you. Stick him down Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> they could I, use someone like Tiffin right now. <laughs> I think there's uh, there'd be a few Adelaide fans that would love that. Yeah. Oh, if he went to Port, oh, oh yes, talk about he. Oh, he'd have to he'd have to be a fly in, fly out. He couldn't live. He'd there. actually have to literally live in Port Adelaide. <laughs> no one wants to do that. He's never played against Adelaide in Adelaide since he's left. No, he hasn't. Either. They always give him the Windy Hill flu or some shit, don't they? I think only once they've been scheduled to play there, and he hasn't played there. Yep. Um, but look, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. But um, he certainly hasn't returned on the dollars. You know, he had the six-month suspension when he started and, yeah. and then injuries as well. Um, he kicked a few goals in his first year, but in and out of the side. And there's been more than once where he's been just blanketed. Yeah, and it all depends on how he's going to fit into someone else's team as well and what they're prepared to give up for him or what they're going to get for him. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I can't see it happen, but we decided we, we had to pick somebody. Yep. And... That's who we got. Yep. <laughs> um, who, where are their danger games for the rest of the year? Um, I've said West Coast. Uh, playing over in West Coast. Um, yeah, I did too. What round was that one in? Round 17. Because, I mean, you're looking at a team that's just above you. You could be fighting for that spot for the home second chance. Or it, is. it could be, the are you playing home final? in the first week of the finals or are you yeah. playing away in the first week of finals? I mean, it, it could come down to that, to that game being the decider or around about that period. And that's when you're looking to set your training in motion to be finals orientated. Uh, it could be just a little warm test for them. It's not um, late enough in the season to be resting players either. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's still, it's one you've got to move. And, 
look, that game could decide whether they finish second or third. Yeah. And um, we, we look at what, what that that period is for them. You've got Hawks week before. Yeah. Then you've got Adelaide the week after and then Geelong. It's a tough period when you're going to be fighting for second spot because that game could be key. Absolutely. Both those games. They're the two I had. Round 16, round 17. Yeah. Uh, 16, they host Hawthorne. And then 17, they travel to West Coast. Yeah. Um, if they go two and two, uh, two wins in those two games, um, they're top two. Yep. There's just no doubt about it. If they lose both those games, I can't see how they can finish top two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if they split it, then it's going to come down to percentages and stuff like that. And I think that either West Coast or Hawthorne might catch them. Yeah. Because both of them have such a healthy percentage and West yep. Coast have such a good draw. Yeah, and with the teams who are fighting for those top four spots, like home, ground advantage is really, really going to be a factor. When they're interstate teams, yeah. Yep. Especially if you got two Western Australian teams holding the two, it means you've yeah. got to make that long journey over there. Yep. And then it becomes a scheduling nightmare for the AFL. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and you're not playing at the G, which is important in September or October. Yep. Uh, October being the grand final this year, yeah. Mm. Yeah, good point. Um, so where do you have the Swans finishing? I've gone third. I think um, this top three will stay as it is. So. Oh, you reckon West Coast will, will stay out there? I reckon they will, Yeah. I think they've done enough groundwork in the first half of the season that you always got to account for a couple of silly results uh, towards the end when you're up that high and you're either fighting for that second spot or you're guaranteed the third or fourth spot. It's time you start resting players or other teams start resting players. So, Yeah, yeah it's it's certainly... I, I've got um, West Coast and Sydney both battling it out for the number two spot and I think yeah. Sydney might get there. Yep. Um, but like we said, if it comes down to percentage, then West Coast have got a, a real advantage there. Yep. Um, the other danger game might be round 21 against the Giants. Yeah. Not because I, th- I think the Giants are done. They've got too many injuries to yep. key players. Yep. But it could be a game where the Sydney go out there and need 100 points. Yeah, you know, true. Or, or something ridiculous yeah. just to bump up that percentage. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got a great run home yep. um, being Giants, uh, Saints, and then the Suns. Yeah. So they could be all right, boys. We, Speaking of percentage, yeah. yeah, we need we need to win. We need to win big, which means uh, in in those late season games, you can't be resting everybody. Yep, and I mean they got firepower up forward that it can kick percentage boosting margins. Absolutely, so, uh, it could be a spot uh, point where they say, "Look, attack all out attack," because yep. the worst we can do is finish third. The best we do is get that home final finish in second. So. And you know, make somebody else travel to us. Yep. It's such a, a big thing yeah. um, in the first week. And if you win the first week, it means you've got a home prelim. Yep. Get um, that week off too. Yeah. Which, uh, if, you know, they're not a young side. Um, they've got mm. a couple of aging bodies, especially down back. Yep. Um, that's really going to help them. I um, mean, you've got to say down back, they've covered for the Malchewski um, loss over the uh, free agency period. Yeah. It's almost looked like a genius move. The way he's up out of him. he's retired a year early. Yeah, um, he's still much. playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like up there. But he was a very popular um, player at the Swans that um, they've yeah. covered for him well. Yep, and I mean he was a bit of a sneaky little recruit for them anyway. Uh, he's sort of mature age and came out all guns blazing, played really well. All Australians. Yeah, um, he uh, kicked two freakish goals in the 2012 Grand Final that got um, the Swans over the line. So, yep, um, you. You can't hate him for for leaving for stupid money yeah, the, exactly. in the twilight of his career. Exactly right. Um, anybody would do it. Yeah. Um, and look, uh, just the only other thing we haven't talked about is Franklin. Um, he's our leading goal kicker, but it, it's almost um, for him, if he's not winning the Coleman, he's underperforming. Or well, that's the perception. Yeah. And it's simply not true. No. Nah. 
Um, he's playing so much further up the ground now. He covers so much area. Yeah. His marking in the last two years has been better than his best at Hawthorne. Yeah. And uh, he's still uh, 34, 35 goals, so he's still kicking his three goals a game. Yeah. It's and not a bad effort. I think it's harder to cover Buddy from, say, the wing to pretty much the forward 50 than it is to cover him inside the 50-metre arc. So I think he's more dangerous out there running towards the goal than yeah. leading out for goal, taking marks. He's very slow to get rid of the ball. Like yeah, when yeah. he gets the ball, he, he's not a get it and give it. Yeah. He, he needs to wind up and think and take that hit and then give it off. And, uh, yeah, give the don't argue and way he goes. Yeah. But if he gets that two meters of space, one you can't catch him. Yeah. And two, that raking left foot yeah. as a field kick is so damaging. Yeah. So and, long and accurate. And the thing is, it's like he he's already anticipated the slice or or whatever angle he's going to kick it with, you know. If he was a golfer, he's perfect. Yeah. He'd rather that, the dog legs. Yeah, exactly. It's like almost Happy Gilmore just running up and crack. But yeah, he he's seems a, to be able to know which way it's going to slice or going to curve before he's even kicked it. I from, mean, his set shots have always been like that, but he's, yeah. he's added to his field kicking. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like as soon as you see him kick it, you already know whether it's going to go in or not. Yep. Um, so anyway, the Swans just haven't really been um, pushed that hard yet and haven't needed to and just trundling along yep. um, they're going deep into September and maybe October again um, it's, I've got them playing off in the grand final yeah. as, as it stands now yep. alright so that's a good first half of the year for the Swans that's the Swans so far cheers mate